You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 63, and I am recording on Thursday, November 11th. Hello! There are so many Mondays in November, so you will be getting a little extra this month. My puppy is teething. We keep finding her cute little teeth all over the house. It totally reminds me of that Valerie Louisella novel, The Story of My Teeth. Has anyone read that? I am currently reading books coming out in January, and it's going to be a great 2022 for reading. I know I've mentioned this already on the show and over social media. I'm hitting you over the head with it, but... I am teaching Young Adult Novel Writing 1 through UCLA Extension's Writers Program, and you're all invited to take it. I will leave a link in the show notes. The class does cap at 15, and you will hopefully leave the class with one to two chapters of your novel written, as well as a plan for moving forward and an understanding of what goes into writing a novel. We have one very, very sad egg on our kitchen counter because only one chicken is laying. I'm a little embarrassed to tell you the name of the chicken that is laying, but I'm just going to do it because who cares? Uh, It's three tennis balls. That's right. Not one, not two, but three tennis balls is our only egg laying chicken. The rest are molting and on strike, so no omelets in our house. I'm dealing with a little bit of sciatic pain, which you may blame on the fact that I write and read all day. I totally get it, but I have committed to a standing desk for at least three hours a day. If anyone has had experience with sciatic pain and wants to send me some tips, feel free to email me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. This is my first foray into the really not so fun world of sciatic pain. If you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, my youngest got his first job as an extra as a hockey player in a Netflix film starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, and he's filming it today and tomorrow. We are so not interested in rearing child actors in my house, but my kids are both very passionate about ice hockey, so this is just a fun way to showcase their talent. I worked for about a year or so as an extra when I was substitute teaching when I just moved back to LA from San Francisco in the early 2000s. And it's a really boring job. I remember a lot of sitting around. I have a feeling that my child will think that the craft services is the best part of the experience. So I'll report back once he's done. And now it's time for some bookish news. Kristen Stewart is on a roll. There's the highly anticipated movie where she will play Princess Di, but she is also going to be directing The Chronology of Water, which is an incredible memoir by Lydia Yuknovich, which I also discussed on an episode of Books Are My People. This will be Stewart's first job directing. I'm really excited to see this film. I love that memoir so much, and it is all about swimming. The trailer for the upcoming series, Station Eleven, is here. I will leave a link in the show notes to it if you want to check it out. This is based on Emily St. John Mandel's novel about a pandemic that was written well before the pandemic. 
I was so excited when I read that they were adapting this novel, but now that I've lived through a pandemic watching the trailer, I'm unconvinced that I should be watching this. I think it's definitely going to depend on how dark of a mood I'm in that day. And I just found out that Emily St. John Mandel is coming out with a new novel in 2022. And last but not least, out of 14.5 billion words in the English language, VAX is the Oxford Languages Word of the Year. By September of this year, it had become 72 times more frequent than the previous year. And speaking of vaxxed, I got my booster a half dose of Moderna. Did I mention that the last time? I might have. I don't remember, but it totally walloped me way more than the first two, and I was down for the count for about 12 hours, and then poof, it just lifted, and I felt fine. Now, on to the books. In order to honor the Oxford Word of the Year, facts, I am selecting What Just Happened by Charles Finch, which came out November 9th. So when the COVID-19 pandemic began, Charles Finch was asked by the Los Angeles Times to start a diary to record the events unfolding across the globe, as well as his emotional reactions to these events. Especially as an Angelino with so much shared experience as Finch, I thought that this would be a hard read for me to revisit all of the trauma that has occurred over the past year and a half. But I found myself totally engaged in this novel, in awe of everything we've lived through. I do not keep a diary, I never have, Um, so it was very interesting to look back and see everything. He begins the book with our initial lockdown in LA and then watches as the world shuts down. He recalls Italy, the first country to experience a devastating surge, and recounts how it was predicted, and it was a big deal, that possibly 20,000 people might die in America. Ironically, we know that number is currently much higher, approaching, if not already reached by this podcast airing, 750,000 and climbing just in the United States. We were simultaneously naive and terrified those first few months, and I found it very therapeutic to read about all that we've gone through with a keen eye looking back. While this is Finch's experience, it's also a form of collective history. If you're ready to remember what many of us are still trying hard to forget, then this book is definitely worth your time. Thank you to Knopf, Doubleday, and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And I'm also going to be giving away one copy of What Just Happened by Charles Finch, and you can sign up for that giveaway by going to my Instagram account at Jennifer Calogaris and just following me and leaving a comment and you can tag a friend for extra entries. I will leave the contest open until November 25th, which is Thanksgiving Day, and I will reach out to a winner by the 26th. My next pick is Lean Your Loneliness Slowly Against Mine, which came out November 2nd. This was a beautiful novel about Raquel, a young woman who has an aptitude for mathematics as well as an appreciation for music. The novel starts with a child-aged Raquel finding challenges in navigating social spaces. When she's 19 years old, she still has trouble socially connecting, but her passion for math has skyrocketed. She attends a university in Oslo where she meets Jacob, an older teacher who takes an interest in Raquel that bleeds over into a relationship, even though he's married. 
Raquel reminds Jacob of Sofia Kovaleskia, another brilliant mathematician whom he happens to be writing a novel about. This beautifully rendered novel begs the question, what must one sacrifice to achieve brilliance? And can the key to a fulfilling life be found in an equation? This lyrical novel was beautiful and breathtaking to read, perfect for readers who appreciate great writing on a line level. Thank you to Harper Via and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. Taking a sharp left turn, my next pick is The Guide by Peter Heller, which was out months and months ago, but if you missed it, I am here to tell you about it today. This is from the author of The River, which I recommended on a previous episode of Books Are My People. Jack is in his mid-twenties, and he's from Colorado. He went to Dartmouth, and he gets a job as a fly fishing guide at an upscale resort nestled at Billionaire's Mile in the woods for boutique fishing. His new home is a quaint cabin by the river, and the clientele here are all very wealthy. One woman who's there, uh, he thinks maybe is a singer, but he can't quite put his finger on how he knows her. But she comes with a bodyguard, so he knows she must be someone important. The guides are all encouraged to make themselves available for small talk over coffee in the morning or by the bar in the evening to the clientele, but there are some other peculiar rules, like how Jack can't go one step past the post upstream because the neighbor is a little nutty, and there's a sign posted that warns, don't get shot, and Jack is also noticing hidden cameras around the property, and he doesn't like the idea that he's being spied on. He's also been warned of killer dogs on the neighbor's property. The backdrop to this novel is a pandemic. It's not COVID, um, but it doesn't play a huge role in this book. Jack doesn't know what happened to the previous guide whose job he's taken, and Jack has his own demons wrestling with an accident that killed his mother when he was 11. As the story unfolds, secrets far worse than Jack could have ever imagined occur. This is a propulsive, scary thriller that I tore through because I just had to know what happened next. And it definitely has some tinges of Ishiguro in it. And again, that is The Guide by Peter Heller. My next pick is The Teller of Secrets by B.C. Adiapong, and this comes out November 16th, tomorrow. This is a fantastic and gripping coming-of-age novel about Essie, who at the start of the novel is nine and living in Kumawu, a town in Nigeria with her father, stepmother, and sisters. Essie bears witness to many secrets around her, and she's working hard to figure out how to navigate the world. She tries to parse out the different outcomes that men's secrets have, such as her father having a mistress, which yields absolutely no consequences for him, versus the secrets that are held by the women around her. For example, the shame and humiliation brought upon women who get pregnant out of wedlock. Essie has been separated from her mother, who now lives in Lagos, for reasons that are discovered later in the book. There's also an interesting focus on Nigerian politics. Essie cares about her education and works hard to get into the Kibi Girls Middle School, which places her on a track to become a teacher. 
I loved getting to know Essie and occupying space inside her very curious head. This book was originally published in 2019 under the title of Women and Frogs, and it was originally published in Nigeria, but it was recently acquired by HarperCollins earlier this year, so now it's being distributed in the U.S., which is fantastic because it's a beautiful and important story. Thank you to NetGalley and HarperVIA for the advanced review copy. And again, that is The Teller of Secrets by Busy Ajapon. And my last pick also has secrets in the title. I was reading on a theme over the past week. It is called All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. And this came out, I think it came out last week, but I'm not quite sure. This is a dual timeline corporate thriller of which I have not read many, so I don't have a ton to compare it to, but the now of the story is about Ellis Littlejohn, who has climbed the ranks to be the first black female lawyer at her law firm. She's single in her mid-40s and is having an affair with a married lawyer at the same law firm named Michael, and she secretly meets Michael sometimes early in the mornings at work. But on this day, she goes to his office and is horrified to find him shot dead. She should do the right thing and call the police, but she gets spooked. If she calls the police, they're going to start asking questions, which may reveal the affair and put her job at risk. So she walks out of the room and pretends like it's just another day at the office. His body is, of course, discovered, and at first people believe it's suicide, but Ellis does not. And since she lost her building's security badge, which maybe someone else has used to gain access to the building, she's now a murder suspect. The second storyline is Ellis and her brother growing up in poverty and abuse in Chillicothe, Georgia. The secrets from her childhood start to catch up with her. When Ellis is offered Michael's former position as the executive vice president and general counsel, she starts to question whether they want her because they respect her or do they want her for the optics of having a black woman in a high level position. This is a page turning novel about childhood trauma, micro and macro aggressions. And without spoiling anything, I will tell you the action keeps ramping up. I had a really fun experience with this book because I got it at the library through the Libby app, but I also used a free credit from Audible to listen to it. And now Kindle and Audible are in sync in such a way that you can listen to it in the car. And then when you want to read it, the Kindle goes straight to where you were just listening. So it's a very seamless reading and listening experience. And I loved it. And again, that is All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. Next time, one of my favorite bookstagrammers, Jessica, also known as The Towering TBR, will be visiting the show to talk about her passion for books, as well as share some of her favorite reads. I will leave a link to everything I talked about today, including the books, in the show notes section of the podcast. And you can help me out by purchasing books from my Books Are My People bookshop.org store. Just go to the show notes and wherever you see the books listed, click on it and you'll be taken to my store. Not only will I get a couple bucks thrown my way for shopping through my store, but you'll also be helping out independent bookstores. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.